unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today, man? Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's the it's the start of a new year as we're recording, and we've got something special lined up for the listeners today. Yeah, and we're time shifting. I realize it's February as you're listening to this. Um, so our guest today is Roy Fur, a top copywriter and one of the best thinkers about copywriting I know. Uh, Roy's been at the top of his game for top of this game for over a decade. Perhaps he's best known for writing the sales letter for Brian Kurtz's legendary Titans of Direct Response seminar. And he's done many seven-figure promotions for clients, and he's coached, trained, and mentored other copywriters. Glad to have another coach on the show. Uh, Roy has also published his daily, think about this, every day, Breakthrough Marketing Secrets newsletter since 2014. And today he's going to tell us about the number one most underrated copywriting skill. I agree with Roy about this skill, and I can't wait to hear what he says about it. But first, let's talk about a highly rated copywriting skill, and that is this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast, and most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make offers in highly regulated industries like health finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Roy, welcome. And um, wow, uh, this is wonderful. I've been looking forward to asking you, having you on the podcast for a long time. And uh, let's jump right into this. We got so much to cover, so much good stuff and structured thinking. Structured thinking. You call that the number one most underrated copywriting skill. Let's start there. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, David, and of course, Nathan, thanks for having me on. I, I, I love your podcast. Um, structured thinking. So this is something that I discovered when doing copy reviews and working with junior writers, even all the way back to like 2000, it was 2011, 2012, when I got, I, I got called to fill in as an interim copy chief for my client, Casey Research at the time. And I noticed that, you know, as I'm reading through some copy, it's just making sense. It's just, it's just this logical flow, right? And it, it, it just reads like, okay, this person knows what they're saying. They're going to say first A, then B, then C, and then therefore D, and therefore, you know, buy my stuff, right? Uh, but, <laughs> but then there's other copy that I read, and it's like, first A, then Y, then C, then B, then Q, then... And pretty soon, I'm just kind of lost. And let me admit something. I've written copy like this myself, too. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not criticizing any, 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 anything that I haven't been worthy of criticism for in the past. But sure. when I work with junior writers, more novice copywriters, so often, when this is missing, it just leads to copy that nobody's going to read all the way to the end. And uh, it's really common when we get started as a writer, especially if we're writing anything shorter, to just kind of wing it and write without ever thinking about the structure. But it's like, it's like trying to build a body without a skeleton, right? 
you don't get a body without a skeleton and, and, and you don't get a great piece of copy without great structure. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, you know, in the fiction writing world, there are plotters with structures and there are pantsers who do things right from the seat of their pants. Why can't a copywriter just wing it? Well, you know, I, I don't know that those fiction writers who write as pantsers end up becoming that great either, unless they already have this going on in their head before they're Mm. putting it on paper. Um, the thing is, like a prospect who's confused or bored or just becomes uninterested, they're they're not going to respond. <laughs> and so you have to make sure that they're not confused, they're not bored, they're actually interested in what you have to say, or else you're going to end up with less leads, less customers, less sales, less profits, less money, less royalties, less opportunities as a copywriter. Mm, that doesn't and sound good. No, no. Like we all want more leads, more customers, more sales, more profits, more money, more royalties, and more opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and the other thing, like the reason that great fiction writers plot and the reason that great copywriters structure their thinking is uh, is it actually helps you write faster. When you wing it, you're going to write slower. You're going to be confused yourself. Um, but if you write faster, you 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 sell more just because you put more tests out there, you put more things in the market. And the other thing is like faster writing has energy. It it vibrates. It has like some essence to it um, that I know that you're familiar with that just makes it pulls people in. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with what you're saying because I'm a big fan of structure, but let me play the devil's advocate. Um because I've often noticed um, in critiques that I'm doing that where people really screw up is, is with their headline and, and their big idea. Um, isn't, isn't that really what it's all about? Well, you know, if, if you study swipe files and the way that most people talk about swipe files and, and, and headlines and leads. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to tell you. Uh, but, but the reality is like that, that energy, that, that vibrance, that, that, uh, whatever it is that makes you vibrate of great copy, even if that's in the, the headline, in the big idea, if you don't have the structure to actually like back that up and turn that into a sales pitch, that whole great idea that you have can get overdone or underdone. It's, it's like a great recipe, right? A great recipe. You overcook it or undercook it, and it doesn't matter how good the recipe was, right? Mm -hmm. um, so putting all the right stuff in the beginning that doesn't actually lead to great copy in the end. Um, it, that headline and the lead, the big idea, like you're making the attention sale with that, right? And, and you need to have that right. But you still need to keep them interested, like AIDA, right? Attention, interest, desire, action. You need to keep them interested. You need to build their desire. You need to get them to take action. And if you don't get that deep structure right, even the best ideas will lead to inferior copy. And I like what you said about the attention sale. If you don't make that one, the other ones don't matter. But what you're saying is that's not enough. I think that's true. So, all right, uh, we're looking for good structures or bad structures. How do you identify a bad structure, especially if you're new at this? Yeah, so that can be the tricky part uh, because we're all like in love with our own copy, right? I'm I'm as in love with the copy that I was writing right before we hopped on for this call as I was with the first copy I wrote, and I don't know if it's bad. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, like um, I hope that it's better. I hope that experience makes it better. But one of the best things that you can do is just get somebody else to look at it. Now, I have sent people your way, David, for yeah, coaching. Thank you. Mm -hmm. for copy reviews. 
And, um, and, and I have been a coach and done copy reviews. And even if you're fairly new and novice, maybe especially if you're fairly new and novice, paying for a copy review from an experienced copywriter or like seriously good copywriting coach like you are, David, um, this is it, it is worth it. I, I had somebody, I had a, a young woman from, um, from Pakistan who actually paid me before she was making any money off the copy for a copy review. And this is the kind of stuff that we talked about. And she actually, it was for a contest and she won the contest and got the client because of the copy that, that came out of the copy review. Anyways, pay for a copy review from an experienced copywriter. The other thing that you can do is actually ask for a peer review from peers, but the challenge with that is that you have to ask them the right things. And I actually like uh, Mark Ford slash Michael Masterson's um, the, the copy logic system. Specifically, they, they recommend asking people who, uh, to read your copy. And this could be the mailman. Like Gary Bensavinga was known for, for just looping in the mailman when he could as part of the agency that they ran for a while. Um, it, just anybody. Uh, is, is the copy confusing? Mark wherever it's confusing with a C. Mark wherever it's unbelievable with a U. Mark wherever it's boring with a B. And that's going to start to tell you not necessarily what the structure needs to be, but it's going to help you identify spots where it's just not hitting. Let's say we've got a structure that's bad or in some cases non-existent or, um, I don't know, <laughs> kind of like uh, someone threw, I'll use the polite word here, spaghetti against the wall. Um, yes. <laughs> how do you fix it? Well, uh, that, that's the tricky business, right? So the best fix and my best recommendation is to never let it be a problem in the first place. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but, but really like structure it before you write, get the, make sure that, that you know what the structure of the copy needs to be. And the longer the copy is, the more important this is. Make sure you know what the structure needs to be before you actually start writing copy. Great copywriters, most often, at least the ones that I know. And you're going to give us some ideas for structure in a minute, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Alternatively, and this is something that I actually recommend quite often, I'll get a first draft from like a junior writer or somebody that I'm working with on a copy review, whatever. I'll say one of the best things that you could do for this piece of copy is go back and outline what you already wrote. And the reality is, if I'm asking them to do that, they probably can't. And they're, they're going to see like there's, there's eight ideas in one section and there's no ideas in another section. And, and then like when you try to create that outline, you have to ask yourself, you know, where does this outline make sense? Because there will be places. There will be places where it makes sense. Ask yourself, where is the outline itself? Not, not just the copy, but the outline itself. Where is it confusing? Where is it unbelievable? Where is it boring? What needs to be added? What needs to be taken away? And, and this, this whole process of like forcing yourself to outline it after you've written it is a great way to actually figure out, you know, how to fix the structure. Okay, good. So what's the best way to get the, or what's the simplest way, say, to get the structure right? Well, um, I, I recommend just outline before you write. Uh, even if it's something as simple uh, as, as a quick email or like a Facebook ad or something like that, just, just create a quick outline before you write. I do this often for my daily emails or the videos that I record. I, I, I actually outline this entire interview in Workflowy first, um, using the Paisa formula that you'll hear about in a minute. Um, and, and so just grab a pen and paper 
uh, grab a mind map, grab, grab an outlining program. I use Workflowy. Um, it's, it's like an infinite outlining program where you can zoom in and out on different outlines. Um, Word or a Google Doc, whatever you do, just do it. Like this is something uh, I, I actually have a copywriting and coaching client right now who's writing daily emails and Facebook ads and all sorts of stuff. And I, one of the first things that I did, like first week of coaching, I said, I said, write an outline of what you want to say in each e- email before you write it. Like the, it, it's so simple. Um, but if you just do that, it's going to help a lot. Well. It's so simple if you've done it. It's like a blank slate if, if, if you haven't. I mean, can you give me some guidance on coming up with my own structure? Absolutely. So I actually learned from Dan Kennedy in a couple different places. And I, I learned something similar from Clayton Makepeace too. But I've talked about um, in one video before about like a sequence of beliefs, right? Like your prospect has a, a, a number of beliefs that they have to have and agree with in a certain order in order to make response inevitable. Mm-hmm. And so like in, in Dan's book, uh, Speak to Sell, he actually talks about his, his magnetic marketing speech that he gave and he explained his own outline for what that was and like what each story was doing to create a certain belief that led to the inevitable outcome that the crowd was going to rush to the back of the room and buy his stuff. Right. Um, I know, David, you have you have uh, clients in the financial niche and I've worked in the financial niche for a decade or so now. And uh, one of the one of the like big, most common types of promos there is like a stock promo, right? Like a single stock promo. We're going to we're going to tease a stock. And this is especially these days relevant for technology. But of course, it doesn't have to be just Silicon Valley. But I I actually gave I I wrote down just really quickly. What's the sequence of beliefs that as somebody who might want to invest in a stock? Let's explain the stock promo. If you're selling a newsletter, you'll start out by just talking about one stock and how amazing this opportunity is and how no one else knows and you'll be ahead of the market and you can put a penny in and get a dollar back or something like that. And then you transition to the newsletter. We have lots of stocks like this in our newsletter, right? That's, that's a stock promo basically. Absolutely. And so like the first belief is I have to believe there's this huge new market opportunity, right? Like there's, there's a big opportunity in the market. And then I have to believe this opportunity actually requires, it depends on X new technology. Like the technology is setting up this opportunity. And then I have to believe that actually the voice of the promo knows and understands the company that controls X technology's critical patents or like somehow has control over this technology. And then I have to believe that this company is going to become huge. They're going to become a huge financial success because of this. Um, and then, and then I also have this like doubt that, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's not a guarantee. So I have to believe they have a huge competitive advantage that's going to guarantee success. And then I have to believe that not only is this company going to be like a revenue success, but it's going to send their stock price soaring. Then I have to believe, you know, not only is this inevitable, but it's imminent. It's something that's going to happen right away. And then I have to believe that that like the voice of this promo actually knows this company's investment case better than anyone, like that they're a trustworthy source of this. And then I have to believe that, um, that that they can actually share this company and like a good strategy for investing in it. And then I have to believe that like getting this information through their newsletter, through trying their investment newsletter is is the best 
path to actually being able to profit from this stock. And and that was off the top of my head. And I might adjust it a little bit as it's coming out. But but this is the type of thinking like you have to get yourself in your prospect's head and you have to say, what do I have to believe to be true in order for it to be inevitable that I need to respond to this pitch, whatever that is. And that's the example from a stock promo. But you know, you can you can think about this through all sorts of different promos and promo angles and and, and so on. Uh, and and you just you just challenge yourself before you sit down to write. Like, what if if I'm the ideal prospect, what do I have to believe to be true? Yeah. In order for a response to become inevitable. I got a sneak peek at at, at your structure there. So I'll I'll just read it again real quickly for people because it yes. went by pretty fast. It's really good. Okay. Um first I have to believe there's a huge new market opportunity. Then I have to believe that for this opportunity to work, it requires some new technology. And then I need to believe that the company I'm hearing about controls this technology's critical patents, so they have it all to themselves. Then I have to believe this company will become huge because of this. Then I have to believe that as a result, they have a huge competitive advantage, or to make them huge, they have a huge competitive advantage. It guarantees their success over other companies. And this, then I need to believe this advantage sends the stock price soaring. Then I have to believe that it's inevitable and imminent that they're going to explode, not explode, but get really big. <laughs> then I, I have to believe that uh, the guru uh, knows this company's investment case better than anyone else. And I have to believe um, the guru is going to tell me what this company is once I sign up for his newsletter. And I have to believe that I'll get other information like this when I try his newsletter. Uh, I mean, it may be off the top of your head, but I'd say it's a result of a lot of deliberate practice and internalization. That's a really good structure. Now, do you have any preferred structures? Yes, absolutely. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. So there's one that like, if I zoom out and I teach this as, as, as like the most broad, um, the most broad structure of any marketing and selling message. Uh, essentially, marketing comes down to and selling comes down to you have a problem, I can help you solve it. And so you've probably heard problem agitate solve um, or problem solve or problem agitate invalidate solve. And you know, just like a good marketer, in order to make it proprietary, I had to add my own letter in there. <laughs> of course. Um, and so I have this formula called PISA, P-A-I-S-A, and that's problem, agitate, uh, invalidate, solve, and ask or take action. You, you know, I have, I have a friend who's an Italian copywriter and he has a one called Paisano. No, just kidding. <laughs> 
oh no, I have competition. <laughs> so, so like my, my favorite structure is in this PISA problem, agitate, invalidate, solve, and ask or action. Uh, so what's the problem our prospect is facing? So number one, we start by speaking to the problem that they're facing. Number two, uh, we we have to identify what emotional agitation is that causing. So, so we actually not just speak to the problem, which is like the outside experience of, of the problem, the challenge or the unfulfilled opportunity, right? Like a, 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 a desire unfulfilled is a problem. So we have problem and then what emotional agitation is that causing? So what's the internal experience? What, like, why is this frustrating? Why is it something that they want to have solved now versus something that they can put off for longer or just accept? And then what other solutions have they tried and why are they invalid? So in most markets, your product, your offer is not the first thing that people are going to be buying. It's not the first attempt that they're going to make to solve the problem. So you have to look at, you know, what, what might they try themselves? What other products might, might they buy? Why is even not taking action on the problem invalid? So you define all of that in your copy. And what you're essentially doing is creating buying criteria for why all those other solutions aren't good enough, but yours is. Yeah. And then you define your unique and superior solution, which is going to, uh, which is going to, of course, fulfill all those buying criteria. And then your solution being defined as your product or service, you tell them the inevitable action that they need to take to get the solution. So problem, agitate, invalidate, solve, ask, or what action it is. And, um, and, and, and that's really my first structure that I go to. And in fact, that's the structure of this entire conversation. That's very good. Do you have anything more comprehensive? Well, absolutely. Um, so, so when I first got started as a copywriter, well, okay. So I got started in 2005. I was, I was writing short form copy and all this stuff for an IT training publisher, but I knew that I wanted to do direct response. And then in 2009, I actually met Clayton and Wendy Makepeace. And this was at the AWAI bootcamp. And uh, at the job fair, Wendy was handing out this outline and I still have it up on my wall. And I've actually shared it a bunch of times, but I've had it on my wall since 2009. Um, and, and this is the Clayton Makepeace, uh, he called it the pretty darn good outline. And I'm not going to be able to go through the whole thing. There's 20 different points, um, including like the offer structure. I pretty much copy every single time, even when I approach it completely different. Um, I This is actually available for free on the internet. If you search for Clayton Makepeace copywriting outline, you'll find some of my stuff. And some of Clayton's stuff is still out there. But unfortunately, after he passed, um, some of it is also just not available anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But but this outline, like... it, it is a 20-point, much more comprehensive structure that really reoriented my head towards this whole structured thinking approach. And I, I used it. Basically, I copied and pasted it into Word documents to, uh, to write my first long-form promos that actually made a million dollars for my clients and, and made me great money, too, uh, because I earn royalties. From there... I also realized that like, okay, so, so Clayton's was, was all about like, it was kind of a a big idea type outline, but there's not, not all big ideas are the same. And so I developed something and I know that you were on a webinar that I did on this a few years ago about the three big idea types. And really I narrowed down the different types, all the, you know, million different big ideas really fall under three categories when they're highly successful. And that's, that's, Hey, I understand you have an urgent problem and I can solve it. Or um, 
I can introduce to you an opportunity that's 10 times better than uh, what you have right now to get whatever result that you want. Or, and this is common in financial, I have an imminent prediction that's going to create an urgent problem or a 10x opportunity as it comes true. Um, and and so I, I actually created entire um, outlines around that and put that in my high-velocity copywriting program. Um, but but like what you have to do, if, if as far as the more comprehensive outlines and templates, you have to look at what is out there as far as the the different um, the different pitches that are in the marketplace. And so you find like you you could find a ClickBank, you could find you know some financial publisher, whatever, and you say, okay, what are they doing in the beginning? Uh, how are they opening their pitch? How are they getting that attention sale? How are they building interest? How are they addressing objections? How are they um, how are they stimulating this this desire for whatever outcome that they're promising? And then how do they introduce the product? How do they structure the offer? You know, do, do they talk about price first or do they talk about the the deliverables and benefits first? Where does the guarantee fall? Where do bonuses fall? How, you know, how is the close structured and where does that fit in? And um, the more that you can break down what's being done in promo after promo, and I'll tell you, most really good promos follow very similar structures for all of those elements, uh, then, then um, the, the, the more you'll have as far as um, comprehensive outlines or templates to work from. And it's only through that process and through experience that, as, as you pointed out, like off the top of my head, I can rattle off what a single stock promo needs to do, you know, and, and yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I understand you put together um, a, a basket of goodies in digital form on a, on a special page. Um, where can listeners go to get that? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I have this website, BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com, and that's where I publish those, those daily emails since 2014. Uh, there's actually now over 2 million words there, and I've started doing daily videos also. Um, and so there's hundreds of videos now available for uh, copywriters and marketers. Um, and, and so it's at BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com. But listen carefully, copywriters, podcast listeners, if you add a slash GARF, G-A-R-F for Garfinkel, I know that was, that, that's what I know Carlton called you all the time. So <laughs> you're, you're the only person who has correctly identified the origin of it so far. Very good. Wow. Okay. Um, I guess coming up studying Carlton too uh, it has more benefits. <laughs> uh, so breakthroughmarketingsecrets.com slash GARF. And, and it's, it's, a whole, it's lowercase GARF, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, lowercase GARF, G-A-R-F. Yeah. Uh, realizing that, you know, perhaps uh, I need to do some redirects for, for that. But anyways, lowercase GARF will get you there. Uh, and, and so I'll include a a link to the high velocity copywriting program, including the make peace outline. Uh, I actually got permission from Clayton. I, I taught it to his people and he, he said like, he really appreciated getting brand new perspective on it because like he, he had created it himself, but he had never heard anybody teach his own stuff to his people. And so I had my whole interpretation of like, it's 20 bullet points, right? But I've used it so much that I have in-depth explanation, but then I got his permission to teach it to my people too. 
And so in high-velocity copywriting, I have uh, outlines and templates for the, the three big idea types, as well as uh, the Make Peace Outline webinar. Um, and that's that's part of my BTMS Insiders training library. It's like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training. You, you can take the whole thing for $97 for your first month. And there's uh, over 120 hours of additional training, plus a Facebook group now available just for that $97 a month price. Um, there's a link to that at that slash Garf. Uh, there's links to my books, The Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid in the Ultimate Selling Story. There's videos about stuff we've talked about here, like the sequence of beliefs. Um, I, I have a video where I explain that. I talk about Dan and Clayton in that. Structured Thinking, my original video on structured thinking. I have a video on the Paisa formula that I included there and how it fits with Eugene Schwartz's market awareness model. Some of, some of this stuff is free though, right? This isn't all in, inside your membership area. So those, those videos, which you'll have to scroll down towards the bottom. The The one on sequence of beliefs, that's free. The one on structured thinking, that's free. This one on the Paizo formula and how it fits with Eugene Schwartz's market awareness model, I call it the golden key uh, because it ties in how aware the market is with where you really need to start and focus. Um, those are free. Plus there's a link to my YouTube channel for hundreds more videos for copywriters and marketers. Uh, plus you can sign up for break the marketing secrets free on that page as well. Um, so there's a ton of free content. There's a little bit of paid content that, um, goes even deeper on this stuff. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Hey, good. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes, breakthroughmarketingsecrets.com forward slash garf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All lowercase. Well, that that's good. Wow. Um, a whirlwind tour of structured copywriting thinking in in one show. I really appreciate it. You uh, busted your butt to get this done. And um, our listeners are the beneficiaries. So thank you. Well, David, I have always appreciated the Copywriters Podcast. I know that you have a lot of great guests on, and I am honored to uh, add my name to that, uh, to that list. And uh, I appreciate you as always. So thank you. I just want to say thank you, Roy, for coming on a fire hose of information. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that because I've been doing this for about 10 years and you brought up so many things that I had never even thought about. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode again. I recommend the listeners go back and check it out again. And one more time, what's the website where people can check out uh, the, the Garf link that you have for them? Yes. Thank you, Nathan. It's BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com. And that's all one word, no spaces, no hyphens, no anything. BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com slash lowercase G-A-R-F, Garf. Awesome. Thank you. David, did you have anything else before we're out of here? Yeah, Nathan. I mean, we really do have the best guests, don't we? Yeah. I attribute that to you and all of your connections, but yeah, they definitely make the show sometimes. All right. I'll take the attribution. <laughs> awesome. Um, until next time, if you want to get more of your copywriters podcast fix, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com and we will catch you later. Catch you later. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app so we can get into ears of more listeners. Thank you. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.